Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. so cute. Yes, sweetheart. He's a little crumb of bread for you. There you go, little buddy. You're so sweet. Why are you, why are you flapping your wings at me? Why are you... Oh, God. Oh, God. You're charging at me. Oh, no. Little birdie. Ouch. God, get away from me. Oh, my God. You are a dinosaur. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Please don't kill me. Duck and cover. Duck and cover. The birds are coming. The birds are coming on this week's episode of The Brighter Side. That's my that's my my hawk scream. Oh, my asshole does that after I eat spicy food. <laughs> oh, yeah. Welcome to the brighter side. We talking about birds again? Yeah, baby. We love birds. They're all around us, but they're so mysterious and scary, Ed. Yeah, they're always flying at your head and fucking shitting on your shoulders. I got attacked by a magpie. You got attacked by a mag... What is a magpie? It's like it's got like a... A white underbelly and like black and blue on its body. It's small though, right? It was small, but it was probably like the size of maybe both of my hands spread out, Whoa. like wing to wing. This was a big one. And I think because I was walking in a residential area and it didn't know me and I must have like walked by its nest, but it like swarmed, like whew, it went after me. And I was like, oh, that was weird. And then I felt something like, bam, like hit me on the back of my arm. It fucking like dove into me, Ed. Whoa. I was scared. I ran away and I was in Katrina, Ed. A yellow-billed magpie is 5.4 ounces. It was scary. So that's, you know, that's that's still significant. Have you, you ever know? been chased by a bird? Oh, have I ever? <laughs> have I, when I was a boy, I got attacked by a bunch of ducks. Yeah, right next to the library. My mom gave me a loaf of bread. She's like, go feed the ducks. And so I started throwing the bread out at the ducks, and they um they bit the shit out of it. They got little teeth. Yes, they do. Those little fuckers. And like, fuck this chubby kid. We want this bread. They So my mom was just laughing and laughing, <laughs> and I'm just sitting there getting t- destroyed by a whole bunch of ducks. So scary. I was rolling around on the ground screaming and shit, and they got their bread. 
I bet that would be a really funny America's Funniest Home Videos. Absolutely. And, you know, torture for the person in the video. That's right. I was also dog sitting in a nice house and I left the door open because they're like, leave the door open for the dog, kind of mm-hmm. comes in and out. And then I looked over and there's a bird in the house and I'm freaking out. And it like runs into the bedroom and like hops on the bed and stuff. And I'm yeah. like running around trying to get it out. And I'm thinking to myself, like, there's just bird aids all over this place. Oh, yeah. Flute, bird flute. It's okay. All right. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little more of a PC term, I see. Yeah, no, I had a, I had a deal. I've I dealt with a couple indoor birds. I hate it. They, you know? they, they get you sick. You can die. Yeah, I know. But I just feel bad because their bones are hollow and you got to try to shoo them out. I had a hummingbird stuck in a house one oh. time that I was trying to shoo out and I felt so bad for it. I finally got it out, but you know, I'm pretty sure it's dead. You know, well, by now it is. Oh, who knows? Who knows? It was a couple months ago, but the uh, yeah, it was stuck up top. It kept trying to fly out the window, but the window couldn't open. And I was just trying to talk. I let opened all the doors in the house. I'm like, get out, get out of here, bird. And it wouldn't listen. Hummingbirds are very cool, but we've talked about hummingbirds before Mm -hmm. because this is our second birds episode, birds two. Electric cockatoo. Love that pun. We're not talking about cockatoos though. We're just <laughs> just wanted to use it for the uh, for the intro there. But um, yeah, no. I, oh god, listen to what happened to me. It was the other day. I was like had the longest day. You know, we're we're cranking on this. Uh, you know, just like doing so much work. We got so many big shows coming up, and so and I was just like beat to all hell. And then I was walking up the stairs to my apartment. And I'm like the oldest person living in my apartment building. You know, it's all a bunch of like 24-year-olds and shit. Right. Which is fine. But there was like a little bird stuck in the stairwell. And there was like five to six people all just like trying to get the bird out of the stairwell. And like they finally got it out. But it like broke its wing in the <gasps> process. And I, you know, I was, as soon as I saw them, I'm like, you don't need my help. And I just like, I looked like a curmudgeon because I just like walked past and didn't say anything and went to my apartment. But it's like. If the five of you can't get this tiny bird out of the hallway, I don't know what difference I'm going to make. Too many cooks. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, you guys got the bird thing handled. I'm tired. You know, I'm going to be annoying in this situation. Did they say that the bird had the riz? Well, what's that mean? Like, there, it's like uh, talking well, like talking up a woman. It's oh, like the slang it's the slang. kids use. It's yeah. kids, uh, kids like, oh, It's got yeah. the riz. Riz, riz. Um, but the, uh, so... They eventually, they got the bird out, but its wing was damaged and they didn't know what to do with it. It's the middle of the night. And so they built like a little bird house out of a shoebox and like kind of like made a diorama. And they put a note next to it. It was like, don't touch the bird in the house. But then a fucking, I don't know, some animal ate it because it was gone in the morning. Whoa. Yeah, because we got possums and shit, you know, and he's like, you're just leaving this outside. I mean, animals got to eat too. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure a cat was like, oh, thank you for trapping this bird for me. Yeah, yeah. Now I get to live another day. And just like sucked it down and spit its bones out you know it's fucking I was on my because I like sitting on my porch late at night Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm talking like 2am like I'll go late just Mm -hmm. kind of like staring and there was a skunk And it came up and it got really scared by me and it lifted its tail. I almost got sprayed. Whoa, that shit's no that shit's no joke, man. That skunk spray is fucking lethal. But we're talking about birds. Uh, One time um, I was driving on the highway. I just brought my mom to the airport and I was driving back down from West Palm Beach to Boca Raton and a bird swooped and hit my car and I was like, oh no, I killed the bird. You know, I felt all bad about it, but you know, I was, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, turns out a couple of days later, I look at the front of my car, there's a hole in my headlight and the bird's head 
was in the headlight. Whoa. How fucking crazy was Double that? Double entendre. Yeah, I didn't know what to do with it, so I just let it be for a while. The headlight still worked, you know, so it was just like a bird head floating around in there. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, oh, I'm not getting a new headlight till it goes out. Yeah. You know? So, and then the car died before the uh, the headlight did. Before so. the car smelled. Yeah, before, the, well, it was in the headlight, so it would have never smelled. Because it was outside the car. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, birds, you know. Oh my God! The other night I was I was resting with Julie, and we got a big window, uh, by you know for where our bedroom is, and a bird flew right into it. <gasps> and I wasn't sure what happened. I thought someone threw something at my window, and then I looked at the window, and there was just like, like the markings of a bird. Like in on the window. Oh my god! Like a nothing but trouble when yeah. he like leaves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it wasn't. <laughs> he runs yeah, out. It, it wasn't like a hole, but it was just yeah. like literally like the imprint of a bird on the window, and then it was just laying dead below. Well, you know what you gonna do? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Cat food. That's right. I feel like the, the animal rights people might be very upset already at this, but we're talking about animal life. I mean, I didn't do any of that on purpose. No. None of all the. There's nothing to be upset about. These are just things that happen. <laughs> this I is got life. attacked. <laughs> I got attacked by the ducks. Yeah. Not, you know, that's that's all that's all I know. That's all I know. I didn't do anything wrong. This is an unfortunate set of events. But you know, what do you get? What do you do? I have like a lot of birds out behind me and I, you know, I'll sometimes I'll stare up at the sky and wonder like the wars going on that we have no idea about. Oh my god, I love watching bird fights. You just fight in the sky. Oh my god. We'll get into it in a second when we talk about your first bird. Um, but before we get into any of that, I wanna Plug the Murderfish show. Let's do it. It's fucking happening. This thing's definitely going down September 23rd, 10 p.m. at Dynasty Typewriter. We're going two hours into the late night. I'm sure there'll be a party to follow. Um, this is 20 years in the making. It's the 20th anniversary show of Murderfist. Wow. If you don't know what Murderfist is, it's a sketch group that I that Amber and I were in for a very long time. You know, I helped form it with Henry and Holden and Jackie in college and a bunch of other fellows. Um, and it's uh, we're so excited to bring it back. It was our life in uh in New York for such a long time and in and in Tallahassee. Florida. Yeah. Well it brought you from Florida to New York, right? It made me realize that I wanted to be an entertainer and not a cook. Yeah. You know, which was you know, it would have been easy to quit a cook. You give me any other opportunity I would have taken it. But the uh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was Murderfist is a, a very a core thing in my life. Uh I'm so excited to be doing the show again. I haven't done sketch comedy like you know, we do sketches on the, the Eddie Tunes two-hour radio hour, which is available on my Patreon. Right, but like a live sketch where you change in the back and there's oh lines. God. I'm and, yeah. so fucking excited, Amber. I can't even tell you. I can't stop thinking about it. I'm dreaming about it all the yeah. time. I'm ready to go for this show. So if you guys can come out, I think we're about sold out already. Um, but get your tickets uh, now. You got it. You don't, you're not going to want to miss this show. We got great. Uh, we're going to have guest stars galore. It's going to be a blast. Uh, so come and see Murder Fist at Dynasty Typewriter uh, September 23rd, Saturday at 10 p.m. Uh, you need it in your life. Now, we get, we we all wrote, we wrote some jokes. But before we, we get to the jokes... Oh, yeah, I saw some live stuff. What'd you see? I want to talk about it. Well, I saw the filmed version of Carousel live from Lincoln Center. You can mm. watch it on PBS. I... Blown away, blown yeah. away, Ed. Oh, you watched so you watched it on TV. I watched it on TV. Like PBS filmed it, not the tickets because this was filmed in 2013. So mm -hmm. at the time, tickets were like 300, dollars but PBS did it for free. 
I feel so honored, so privileged, so blessed. Now, what to is see Car- I never seen Carousel. It's a musical, and it looks at the beginning like, oh, some kind of frilly little silly musical. But when you get into it, it talks about death and violence, mm-hmm. and it, it deals with these like very heavy emotions. And I was crying. I was sobbing. Wow. At the at the TV, so I was yelling at the TV. All of my emotions came out. Like I couldn't watch anything afterwards. I was like, I can't even imagine like turning on TikTok right now. Oh, these were just the best of the best. They had the New York Philharmonic Orchestra on stage. Really? Like, it was like a huge orchestra on. So was it like an opera? Or kind it... of, and okay. like the characters would play in between them. It was kind of like the orchestra was another character. That's so cool. Which, if you know Rodgers and Hammerstein, they're so enveloped in music theory that mm-hmm. it is another character. Is it Rodgers? Um. Yes. I'm sorry. Let me look at it. Yes. Rogers and Hammerstein. Because I have so many like I'm trying Hammerstein. To... Hammerstein. No. <laughs> I have so many like little notes on. It. I have to make sure it's okay. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can you can give some light spoilers. I think Carousel's been around for decades. You know, so if people haven't seen it yet, it's kind of their fault. <laughs> but you check it out. I love that you're recommending this. I love it. There's also a 1950s musical, but there's no orchestra on stage. It's just like pure 1950s musical. Yeah. I didn't I saw a little snip of that. It felt out of touch. Okay. It didn't feel right. I will say one of the characters in there seemed better than the one on stage, like a little more sexual, but Oh, okay. Who cares? Way prefer the Lincoln Center. And like I love that high art. If you really look into it, you can find ways to see it. Like museums, yeah. sometimes the Getty has like free days. Oh, absolutely. And like go to that. That's how you get out of spiritual poverty. You want to see the best. Like the people on your Kelly O'Hara, she's one of the top opera singers, the New York Philharmonic, Lincoln Center, like these are all the best of the best. Yeah. And it, it they make it look so effortless, but you can tell that very few humans throughout the dawn of time could ever do anything like this. Wow. It is perfect. I can't. That's very cool. I cried, Ed. You see, you're very worked up. I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. yeah no, I'm, I have to see this And now. I was trying to explain it to my roommates, and I was like, I saw a carousel. And they're like, okay. Uh, nah, no, you don't need to explain anything to them <laughs> other than how to pick up their own trash. That's right. Because <laughs> one of them doesn't. <laughs> oh, so check out Carousel on PBS if you... Uh, however, however you might check it out. Was it? Did you watch it on YouTube? Yeah, I think it's like streaming. You might could find some on YouTube, but it might be on Paramount. Mm-hmm. And I know the streaming services. There's like a don't watch it right now, but something like this, I, I feel mean, like YouTube, it's fine. Watch YouTube, you know. Yeah. Like, wait, wait, I mean, come on. It's, it's, people are saying don't watch streaming services. Ever, we're all watching them. <laughs> you know what are we talking about here? You yeah. Say, so yeah, but although I, I, I did cancel my Netflix. Good. I canceled my Netflix. I canceled my Amazon. But you know, I, I made a ear subscription to the other shit, so it's just like Disney and and uh, and uh, Paramount Plus. So it's like you know, what do you? I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not getting rid of my ear subscription. Yeah. I already paid for it. Already I gotta watch for my, it. What else am I gonna do in my life? So you can watch Carousel. That's on Paramount. That's on Paramount. So you should watch it with Julie. I should watch it with Julie. Watch We've you been guys talking hate about it. more old stuff. I love this shit. Okay. I love musicals. I used to be against them probably mm-hmm. like twelve years ago, but something happened to me where. It just clicked in me one day and I just woke up gay or something. I don't know. But like, I, I love it now. <laughs> I can't get enough of it. I know. Well, 90% of musicals, I'm like, ugh. But I feel like right now I'm kind of in my gay era, Ed. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I like Liza Minnelli. I like Barbara Streisand. They're don't unbelievable. Tell me how to live because I'm gotta. Oh, don't yeah. Tell me not to rain on my parade. I love it. Bette Midler. Yes. So good. Yeah, Donna I mean, Summer. Mm, yes. 
I love Donna Summer. She's wonderful. All, you know. the, all these young ladies. I mean, you know, they're mostly. I love gay. it. You know what else is gay? Birds. Oh, uh, yeah, they are. We should have some jokes on them, right? Peacock! I've been trying to make friends with the crows on my block, and they ignore me. I feel like an incel. <laughs> <laughs> they won't have me. I talk to the crows sometimes because you click at the crows. The, 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 yeah, the ravens go, and the, and the crows go, and so I, they, crows might call too. I don't really mm-hmm. know, but I know like, that's that's how I could tell the difference between a raven and a crow. They're huge. They're on the roof of my house sometimes. They're so big and aggressive. Yeah, yeah. But I'm always trying to make friends with them. It's oh man, I saw a crow fucking eating a squirrel's head the other day. It was yeah? fucking wild. Yeah, some squirrel got run over and it was just like pecking at its eyeballs and shit. Yeah, and I was just like fucking. Let's Birds play are some, metal. Yeah, let's play some metal, dude. Yeah, I mean, we're immediately talking about like decapitation and shit, mm-hmm. like in the beginning of the show. Yeah, the crows, uh, they're great in uh, the, whatchamacallit, the uh, the Game of Thrones. They're always bringing the, the letters, you know, to people. You know, it's always, you get a message from a crow, could be good, could be bad, but the great messengers. Um, here's a joke I wrote. Uh, a lot of people think that dinosaurs are more related to birds than lizards, and, you know, well, great. Now I want to eat a dinosaur. <laughs> That's right. Mm. Ravens and grizzly bears work together to find food. Ravens will soar above and find an injured animal for the grizzly to kill. And after it's done eating, the raven will eat the scraps. So it's kind of like the Disney movie Bears if it was filmed in hell. (laughs) (laughs) The condor, the condor, the California condor has a has a 10 foot wingspan, which is two feet longer than Shaquille O'Neal's. But that being said, Shaq's penis is the size of a condor. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that birds have one hole for everything? It's mm. called the cloaca, and it's used for digestive, urinary, and reproductive tracts. Interesting. Whoa, slow down, birds. They should be charging money for all this. <laughs> uh, pigeons uh, used to deliver messages during wars. Uh, the messages uh, they conveyed easiest is when there was a coo, coo, a coo. Oh, a coo, yes. like a military coo. Yeah, that's right. Coo, coo, coo. Trying to do my best pigeon. Uh, you got you got any more jokes? No, that's it. I'm just trying to make sure Rogers and Hammerstein did Carousel. I can look that up real quick. Yeah, no, we got Google. We got time, you know. This isn't our first Birds episode. And really, to let you guys know what made us uh, excited to do another Birds episode was the fact that we recently took a bunch of pictures, promo pictures for the brighter side with the yes. great Madeline Wilson uh, at the at the Natural History Museum. And there was a bird exhibit. And we took a bunch of pictures there. We're like, oh, I guess we got to do another, another bird episode. I guess we got to do it. So right. here it is. And they did. They did do it. So we're talking emu. Yeah, did you find that about Rogers and Hammerstein? They did. They did do Carousel. Oh, okay, great, great. So there you go. Thank you, fellas. <laughs> Thank uh, you, fellas. Are they Jewish? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say they are. All They're right. writing Broadway musicals. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So these are emus. They're like really tall, big eyes. They Ooh, look let me, like... Let me play some emu play music. Some. They look like they're about to ask you if you have games on your phone. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just those big eyes. Very inquisitive. Yeah, they look like a like a, a houseless uh, ostrich. Let's hear it. Let's hear it for a second. That's it's deep. Very deep. If I was walking through the woods at night and I heard this, I would shit my pants. Whoa. So I'll do some facts if you want to keep the, the sound rolling. Let's, let's do it. A flightless bird that still has wings. The wings are used to cool themselves down. They also use them when running. And they can run up to 31 miles an hour, by the way. Whoa. Yes, and the wings steer them. So they use the wings in the back. Oh, cool. And they cool. just like float and they can fucking fly. So they actually use their wings even though they don't fly. They don't fly. I mean, yeah, they don't fly in the air, but they yeah. fly like going real fast. Wow, that's cool. Oh my God, they're nomadic, which means they are an, um, not in particular in one place. They like to travel around and settle so in a location. they don't have a nest or anything. No, they just kind of travel, use the resources, and then like move on. That's cool. Yeah, they don't really stay anywhere. Uh, they were once hunted in the wild for their feathers, meat and skin and oil. But Great. now there's emu farms. Oh, nice. I've never eaten emu. I would try it. I'd try anything. I'd try anything. Twice if you ask. <laughs> the emu oil, oil helps reduce pain, swelling. It's also very moisturizing. People use the oil for hair loss, eczema, burns, high cholesterol, but there's no scientific evidence supporting this. It's mm. just kind of like woo-woo science, I guess. Okay, okay. They eat plants, insects, grasshoppers, beetles, cockroaches. They don't have any natural enemies except for humans, sometimes dogs. I can imagine a dog fucking one of these up. Oh my God, I would pay to see that. <laughs> that to be a big dog because emus are big. They're huge. The female lays an egg and the male sits on it for up to eight weeks. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Teamwork. But they're dumb. Emus are the one of the most least intelligent birds. Really? They're really dumb. What is it about the land birds that make them so stupid? You I know? don't know. Like, you know, like chickens are dumb, turkeys are dumb, ostriches hide their head in the ground and think they're invisible. Yeah. God, what's that one that went extinct because humans loved it? Dodos. Dodos. Mm, yeah, they were dumb. Man, bring that back. <laughs> oh. They're very docile and friendly when humans raise them, um, but be careful because during breeding season, sometimes emus try to mate with humans. There's even a phrase on Urban Dictionary called emusexual, and that's a person who prefers having sex with emus. Well, <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a criminal to me. <laughs> no, after they're cloacula. That's where yeah. they go. Hmm. And they live to be about 28 years old. Oh. That's what I got. Oh, that'd be cool. If there was ever a, a bird vampire, you can call it coacula. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> there you go. Very specific joke. <laughs> Only works in this situation. We're not even sure if it works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, but that's an emu. I mean, I would love to like raise one and like have it be sweet around me, but I don't want it trying to rape me. No, no, Get no. Away. That sounds like an awful I time. would hit it with a shovel. I mean- they love that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so what man. you got? Um, well, I wanted to talk about condors. I know we joked about them earlier a little bit. Let's hear that condor noise again. It sounds like a pig. Yeah, this is a lot. <laughs> this is Jurassic Park, man. Yeah, I know. Condors, you know, they had some trouble. They were, uh, they're still endangered. 
uh, but they were uh, almost completely instinct, uh, ex- extinct. There was uh, when it got to there being only uh, what they said was 22 left. They captured most of them and made them breed in captivity for a while and then released them. And so now they're wild again. Oh, so condor fuck farms. Yeah, they did. They have little condor orgies and shit. And they fucking, they kept banging away and having a good time. And now, you know, now there's 516 California condors. Okay. Now, California condor is the second largest uh, bird of flight. The number one is the Andean uh, condor, which is just slightly larger, and that's in the Andes Mountains down in Peru. Oh, uh, you know they have. Uh, here's some uh, interesting uh, uh, condor facts that I picked up off of uh, uh, um, factanimal.com, uh, which I love. And then, uh, so they're the the largest bird of prey in the world. They're kind of like vultures. Yeah, that's what I'm looking up right now. It looks like vultures. Yeah, they look like vultures, but they're huge. They can weigh up to 33 pounds. Wow. For Just think about that because birds, you know, they have hollow bones. And so if that's 33 pounds of meat, that's crazy I shit. I bet it's delicious. Can you eat it or is it full of poison? Uh, I imagine it's best not to eat. You'll probably go to prison if you eat a condor because oh, there's yeah, like 500 they, left yeah. <laughs> right like smacking my lips so just Worth for it. that reason alone <laughs> i would stay away <laughs> from it uh, but their wingspan is what they're known for their uh their wingspan can reach uh up to 10 feet 10 inches wow i mean the head looks like a ball sack oh yeah no they're very very ugly uh animals you would think they're beautiful but um true i mean there are from a distance they're beautiful Mm -hmm. but yeah they have like a turkey vulture head mixed with a just a giant vulture's body it looks like they go to third world countries to get a wife you know what i mean a passport bro yeah their wings are so big that they can soar for over 170 kilometers without a single flap how crazy wow. at 33 pounds, just fucking riding the wind waves, man. I fucking, these things are so cool. That's a dragon right there. It really is. They're, ter- they're, they're, they're very, uh, they're very, uh, crazy and cool. Um, they poop on their own legs. So, mm. uh, so that's gross. Cools but, them down, right? But it, they, they, they say, yeah, maybe it cools them down. But for the most part, scientists are like, you know what? We really don't know why they do that. Maybe they just like it. Yeah, maybe they just like it. It's, it's probably, you know, it's better than them pooping on us. I imagine it's a big old poop. It's like a, a dog. It's a fucking size of a dog. Wow. You know? Uh, so I'm glad they don't poop on us. Um, they're a remarkable example of convergent evolution. Um, many of the carry-on feeding adaptations possessed by condors, including a large wingspan, bald head and neck, and powerful digestive system are shared between vulture species throughout the world. However, condors and other New World vultures are not thought to be closely related to their African counterparts. So there you go. Uh-huh. Um, no carcass is safe from the Andean condors, even if it belongs to an apex predator. They're known to eat like panthers and Whoa. crazy and like giant rams. They'll eat anything. Are these the kind of birds used for like a sky funeral? Um, these birds aren't really used for anything. Okay. They're kind of their own thing. They're you just know? chilling. They're just chilling. There's really nothing that you can do with a condor other than just admire it and make sure it doesn't peck your lifeless body apart. Right. Well, you got to have them or else we'd be like dead animals everywhere. Mm -hmm. They are the longest 
living uh, bird species that that uh, that can be live up to seventy nine years of age. Wow, isn't that crazy? That's longer than most people. Yeah, and you would think it's so big they they would just you know fall apart. Parrots can live like sixty something years, so mm-hmm. it's it's they, the fact that they can they can live uh, longer than that is uh, pretty impressive. They're bald. And it helps them while feeding. Uh, this is an adaptation that helps them stay cleaner when putting their heads inside carry-on. Like, put it, they literally stick their entire head in an animal and uh, and just oh. yeah, and just eat at its organs and shit. Um, so, and it and it helps the blood from matting on their feathers. So that's good. Wow. Um, they have a, a monstrously powerful digestive system. Um, this uh, makes them susceptible to an unexpected form of pollution. Condor stomach acids are extremely powerful, allowing them to digest small bones and ensuring that any harmful bacteria in their food is uh, annihilated before it can cause any damage. So can you throw condor stomach acid on somebody and fuck them up? You know. It didn't say that. Okay. It didn't. Uh, it didn't. It didn't explicitly. Tell me, it didn't tell us to cut open a condor and take its stomach acid and rub it on someone's. Hey, ass. you know the rules, got You know, no one wrote it down. No one wrote it down for me. They are prone to lead poisoning, though. It's one of the main ways that they die is uh, through lead poisoning. So, like, what'll happen is like someone will shoot an animal and leave its carcass, and then the condor will eat that carcass, and then when they eat the bullet. Um, the bullet, the lead in the bullet will give them lead poisoning. And that's how they usually die. Because they're not, because the condor can eat a rock. Yeah. Their, their stomachs can take that shit. They can eat bone. It doesn't matter. So they'll, if any part of the animal, they'll just, they'll just eat, eat. And it, uh, it's pretty, uh, pretty impressive. Um, the California condor, um, they can eat so much meat at once. They can eat up to three to four pounds of flesh in a single sitting. Damn. Which is like crazy because like think about when you order a steak, it's like what, twelve ounces tops? Yeah. That's you know, there's sixteen ounces in a pound. They're eating three to four pounds of flesh and then flying around. That's like for, six steaks, right? Well, also it's like you're eating that's ten percent of their body weight. Ew. That they'll eat in fucking flesh. So that's pretty badass. Um, but they also are very cleanly animals. Um, uh, which they, they clean themselves, uh, thoroughly, um, after eating and can be seen preening and drying themselves out for hours by ponds. Also, Trump used to say that, uh, that wind farms are bad because they kill condors, uh, cause the condors fly into the windmills and it turns out there has never been a documented case where that has actually happened. Oh, I thought he said it was bald eagles. Um, so the California condor was like the main one. Oh, okay. Yeah. But that is never, is never, there is no, um, there is no, uh, that has never actually happened, um, in general, but you, I wanted to talk also, we have the condor, but, um, I, I, you know, I couldn't help but think of the Concorde. Uh, which okay. was uh, the great uh, airliner uh, that used to exist. Uh, well, I guess they reopened uh, uh, operations because you're going to ride it. Well, I'm flying Condor, C-O-N-D-O-R. Oh, Condor. oh you're flying Condor. Yeah, Condor. This is where we got confused because right. I thought Concorde is just where my brain went. Because you're like, it goes the speed of sound. It, it was like two this times is, the what? speed of sound. Yeah, until in uh, early two in July of 2000 when Air France Flight 4590 uh, blew up. Right. And yeah. it was like a bunch of millionaires, right? Yeah, it was a whole bunch of uh German millionaires were on it. There was one American on there and uh it was uh it didn't uh 
it, it didn't uh, go well. So scary. Until I they haven't done it yet. It just like broke apart in the pieces in there. <gasps> you know, but it was round for 30 years, the Concorde. Monica. But we're getting off subject. We're getting off I am scared of flying. I'm getting on a plane in a month, Ed. Oh, you're going to be fine. Be fine. You're, as long as you're on the Condor, not the Concorde, everything's going to be all right. I got on the blow-up plane. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not the blow-up plane. Yeah, but it killed. It did kill 96 German tourists. So wow. who knows? Uh, you know, they were all going on a cruise together, but obviously, you know, boats are safer than planes. I guess. You know, cruises are really cheap right now, and I think it's because in 2020 when they were all, like, left out at sea because of the coronavirus. Yeah. So I imagine a lot of people, like, they only brought a week's worth of their meds on ship. Oh, yeah. And we don't hear a whole lot of what happened on those cruise ships, and I'm guessing it was absolute terror town. Yeah. You know, like people just running around this, like, ah, my medicine. I could only imagine. Ah. It was uh, also someone who used to go on cruises all the time as a kid. I don't like them. I don't like them. The food's not that great. And uh, you're kind of stuck on a boat and it's a Petri disc for fucking getting sick. Mm. Uh, yeah, they're gross. And I hope I never go on one again. Ed, I booked you and Julia Cruz to go to um, uh, Disney. There's a new Disney theme park in the ocean. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, well, it's in an island, Ed. Well, Disney has their own cruise ships, and I won't even go on those. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Ed loves Disney. If you've never heard The Brighter Side, he yeah, loves it. Yeah, if you've it. never listened to us ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you want to, who, who, what bird are you talking about? Red tail hawk. Oh, here, let's hear Let's play a little bit. That's like a stereotypical stereotypical bird. That's they call this the majestic call. We have three different Ooh, that was a good one. We have three different red-tailed hawk calls. That was the majestic call. This is a poultry squeal from a red-tailed hawk. Nice. It's like I'm cute. Come look at me. And these are up at your friend's house that lives up in the hills, right? Yeah, no, I see them all the time up there. It's really fucking cool. According to Audubon, oh, the red... Oh. We have one more one if more. you want to hear it. Yeah. Uh, a series of short shrieks. Great. People love short shrieks. Don't swerve your car. Love a red-tailed dog. They're crazy. It's a great introduction to, into bird watching, mm -hmm. according to the Audubon, because they're everywhere. Yeah, they're all over the country. Love that. And yeah. uh, one of the most widespread in North America, the red-tailed hawk often hunts by highways. I'm assuming yeah. roadkill. Yeah, roadkill or just like, you know, it's easy. They love tall buildings, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The red tails don't start coming in until next the second year. They are spotted brown for the first two years. Uh, the wingspan gets about four feet Females have a larger wingspan, which is common among raptors. Their talons are one and a half inches long. Whoa. That's crazy. Yeah, they'll tear your ass up. Yeah, they fuck you up. Their mating rituals, which you've ever seen like two hawks in the air twirling around, that's their mm. mating ritual. They like lock talons together oh, cool. and then they like spin and they do these dives. That's their mating ritual. Wow, that's very cool. Yeah, and these are the little babies. Take a look. Oh, they're so cute. Usually baby birds are fucking hideous. Yeah, they have it all in. Yeah, those are very adorable. Red-tailed hawks are really pretty. They are. We have the, there's a bunch of them up there in the hills that we hang out in. Uh, there's a, we have a Tony mm -hmm. Hawk and uh, Stephen Hawking mm -hmm. and um, Andre Dawson. 
the, the hawk. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are you know great hawk, uh, great, great you know hawk names for all the hawks we have up there. They had a family. There was uh, there was just two, and now there's like six. That's adorable. I love them. And I love it. And they're fighting with the crows all the time. Oh my there. bird war. Yeah, there's a lot of bird war. I think that either the hawks or the crows eat. Out of the nests or something. Yeah, they're very territorial with each other's nests. Yeah, and they're up and they always stand at the top of the tree and just fucking stare down into the valley. Yeah. Because there's that valley right there. And then I've seen them dive bomb. That shit is fast as fuck. I've never, it's terrifying. If I could be a bird, I'd be a red tail hawk. You think so? I think so. I've seen on a windy day, I'll see them up there just like stationary with their wings out. Just yeah. like letting the wind control how long they could stay in the air. They won't even move. It's the coolest thing. They're just having fun. Yeah. And there's a lot of them. So you're not like endangered because I don't want to go on a condor rape farm. You know what I mean? Like if I'm a bird, I want to yeah. have fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And there's a, yeah, they're everywhere. They're, they're all everywhere. over they're, New York. They're all over New York. Too. Well, you know what? There was a red tail hawk famous in New York, nicknamed pale male by New Yorkers. He was thought to arrive in New York around 1991, and it was a light coloring and a pale head. Some people say he's still alive. Oh, Others cool. say there's no way he could live that long in a big city, but people spot him. Yeah, no, there's lots of hawks. They live in the skyscrapers. Yeah. And what they do is, is whenever like a pigeon gets lost like in the too far into the river a hawk will sweep down like into the hudson or the east river and just fucking nab that motherfucker god do you think they know that they're living by multi-billionaires maybe i mean they if anyone gets a view into their apartments it's them it's like them just hanging on some saudi prince's arm i'm sure you could put a camera on one and then film inside a billionaire's apartment it's a great idea if you want to rob it Mm -hmm. i'm thinking 3d ed case the joint with a fucking hawk that's right uh another reason why I'd like to be a, a red-tailed hawk is because they co-parent. They build nests together, sometimes up in a tree, sometimes up in a cliff, and the pair share the egg and watch duties for 28 to 35 days. Uh, the males are very territorial, often screeching from the sky to claim their space. Um, they're in urban areas, yes. They're partial migrants, which means they breed in Canada and Alaska and fly south for the summer. Ooh. So, um, yeah, that's what I have on red-tailed hawks. I think I'd be a red-tailed hawk if I could. And I feel like I'm getting older because I'm enjoying bird watching. Oh, yeah. No, I'll just stare at birds for hours, especially the hawks. There's things I'm enjoying now that I didn't when I was younger. Bird watching, watching the leaves change colors, mm-hmm. and talking about the weather. No, okay. Interesting. You know? I'll talk about weather. I talk about weather all day. It's hot. It's hot. It's fucking hot. Yeah. And you know who doesn't mind? The red-tailed hawks. That's right. They love that shit. <laughs> Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, one thing I forgot about condors mm-hmm. is that they um, they mate for life. They're, love that. They're very, yeah, they're, they're very monogamous. So I, I think that's a beautiful thing about the condors. But enough about the condors, enough about the hawks. Although I would like to, one more, um, one more, uh, one majestic. more screech. 
for the road, you know? Like for the road. <laughs> that sounds like pretty American to me. I'm trying to do it. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry. Hold on. This is great radio. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I love it. It makes me happy. <laughs> Sometimes I'll just be hanging out up there and I'll just hear like a like a, a stereotypical ah. hawk scream and just like, That's great. That's great. You know, love that. Fill the valley up with that shit. Fill the valley up. More birds. More birds. More birds. Um, so speaking of um, hawks killing pigeons in New York City, I wanted to talk about pigeons. I feel like they don't get enough respect in the bird world. You know, Ed, I used to live by a guy that raised pigeons. So in New York City, mm -hmm. when you see all these pigeons flying, or in big cities where you see them flying together in groups, he would be at the bottom with a stick, and it had like a... Like a piece of rag on it yeah. and he would twirl the stick in the air and the birds would follow and then they would come back down and like he would nest them and then one time I was like hey hi just like waving to him and he like the next day he summoned the birds to shit on my fire escape whoa yeah interesting interesting yeah no that's uh they're very they're very loyal like that um pigeon coops in uh, New York City are very popular they're on the top of a lot of buildings in Brooklyn uh some in the lower east side New York uh, uh, they'll be on the roof and people have a, a whole series of pigeons that they raise and they uh and they race and they they do tricks and yeah. they have like full like that guy cuz I was over by the Montrose stop right I used to see mm -hmm. that guy and his pigeons all the time um and it's hundreds Oh my God! It's and they would just make shapes in the sky. It was so impressive. Um, pigeons are probably no. There's no way to really, you know, make sure that this is true. But uh, they're most likely the first domesticated bird um, back as far as 4500 BC. That's right. We domesticated them and then released them back in the wild. So a lot of pigeons don't know what's going on. In a way. I could I could see that being true, but also um, they have a better sense of direction than any other bird uh, that exists. Um, uh, pigeons have been known to find their way home uh, for over 1,300 miles. Wow. I saw pigeons stay in the subway, and it was downstairs, and I was like, oh, you must be so confused. Are you ever going to see your home again? Yeah. It's so dark for you. It was probably fine. It's Unless fine. someone ate it. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> it is the L.A. subway. <laughs> Some pigeons are uh, war veterans. We talked about this a lot. They were used in uh, they were used in war a lot to uh, to just carry messages, um, to look out above, you know, stuff like that. Man, you ever see the all oh, the pigeons in New York? Sometimes they have like one leg and shit. Oh yeah, they they're don't tough. Care. They yeah, don't give tough. a shit about shit. Um, pigeons are hard as nails. Um, the now. The war pigeons, uh, very impressive. Uh, World War One, they were used a lot. And in World War Two, they were also used um, by the UK. Uh, they used about 250,000 homing pigeons for many purposes, including communicating with people behind uh, enemy lines, such as the Belgian spy Josef Raskin. Um, oh. They have the, uh, the Dickin Medal. Um, which is the highest possible decoration of valor given to animals and has been awarded to 32 separate pigeons. Wow, so you would just like put a honing device on it and send it up? Yeah, it's including uh, including uh, the United States Army Pigeon Service's G.I. Joe. What? Yeah, and, the, and there was a uh, famous war Irish pigeon named Patty. Huh. Yeah, and they were very strong. Um, How would the pigeon know where to go? I mean, uh, this is, it's very, it's very interesting. Uh, and I, I don't exactly get it. 
it doesn't really make sense to me. Like, what do you mean, like, go to Osama bin Laden? But during World War One and World War II, carrier pigeons were used to transport messages uh, back to their home behind enemy lines. Uh, when they landed, wires in the in the coop would send a, a, a bell or a buzzer to a soldier and signal the, co- the corpse that the message had arrived. The soldier would go to the coop, remove the message from the canister, and send it to its destination by telegraph or field phone or personal messenger. Huh. A carrier pigeon's job was dangerous. Uh, nearby enemy soldiers often tried to shoot down the pigeons, knowing that released birds were carrying important messages. Some of these pigeons became quite famous amongst the infantrymen who they worked for. One pigeon named Spike flew 52 missions without receiving a single wound. Another named Cher um, lost its foot and one eye, uh, but his message still got through. Wow. Uh, saving a large group of surrounded American infantrymen. Thank you for your service. There should be a day where we congratulate the troops, the yeah. animal troops. Yeah, some of the um, uh, pigeons that won the Dickin Medal um, were named uh, Winky. Uh, he won in 1943. Commando in 1944. Um, William of Orange, uh, Mary of Exeter, uh, Gustav, and the Beachcomber. They're all very successful uh, military pigeons. Um, there is actually a monument uh, to pigeon soldiers in Brussels. So go check that out. Um, one of my favorite things about pigeons is that uh, if it wasn't for pigeons— Mike Tyson would have never become a boxer. Really? The first person he beat up was someone who ripped the head off of one of his pigeons. Oh, my God. And he went into a blind rage and beat him next to death <laughs> when wow. he was like 12 years old. I mean, I've noticed the people that <laughs> and carry— it was like a grown man who did it. And Why he like would he fucking... do that? And I mean, it's just brutal in Bed-Stuy. Yeah. You know, like, especially back in the uh, late 80s. You know, it's, but uh, yeah. Uh, so Mike Tyson uh, beat the shit out of this guy. Wow. I think it was actually, that was would be the 70s. I noticed that a lot of people who raise pigeons have a background in— Violence. So they're either in war or boxing or something of that nature. Yeah. There's also a, um, and I almost feel bad talking about this, but there's a YouTube channel called Black Pigeon Speaks that was uh-huh. really popular in like 2015. Don't watch it because he only talks about like how women shouldn't vote, women shouldn't know how to read, like shit like that. Like oh, how okay. women are bad. And he used to, like, I think he lives in Japan and he's like a weird guy that he's literally kind of goes in the bushes and films women without their consent, just like going to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. He's a really weird incel guy with like a background in war, but he raises pigeons. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, they're easy to control. I think so. You know, and I think people, you know, they, they like a little sense of control and like anything that makes you a little more peaceful, you know, it's, you know, it's fine. You know, I wish you would just stick with the pigeons. Absolutely. Get off this YouTube, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get off the, and uh, don't go check out his page, whoever don't. that person was. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, Mike Tyson, uh, he, uh, he's been, he still races pigeons to this day. Um, racing pigeons is a crazy sport, um, that do you know, they, if a well-trained pigeon can go for an exorbitant amounts of money, the highest, um, someone ever spent on a pigeon is $1.9 million. Good Lord. Who did that? I don't know, but that's that, the fact goes that far. Wow. Um, uh, <laughs> Uh, pigeons also uh, save lives outside of the military. 
Uh, historically, pigeons are released from sinking boats to send for help. Um, so they they'll they'll go. They keep them on board, and so they'll go find help, and then bring the people back to the lost boat. Really? So if you saw a pigeon and you're on the seashore and it's mm-hmm. just like, and it's just kind of like moving its head, then you know to follow it. Absolutely, because they are navigation experts. They probably write little notes and tie it to their feet. You right. Know? Um, and they're navigation experts. Um, that, like I said, can uh, find their way home from 1,300 miles away. Wow. Um, they're very fast. I know they look slow, but uh, they their speed makes them into uh, great racers. So remember that whenever you want to race, you goddamn pigeon. Um, they uh, they produce milk, not real milk, because only mammals produce milk. But they have like a fucking a white discharge that they uh, filled with antioxidants, fats, and nutrients and proteins that they feed to their babies. Oh, is that from the cloacula or from their mouth? Uh, from their mouth. Okay. And um, a newborn pigeon is a very. Have you ever seen one? No. They're a very rare sight. And, you know, I actually got to see newborn pigeons a couple times because they used to make a nest in my little window. Uh-huh. I had a porthole window in New York for a little while. And then every uh, the couple of years that I lived there, every spring, a pigeon would come and make a nest. And it was gross. But then the bird, there would be two pigeons that would be raised and they would come up and they were, they were like brown and weird looking for yeah. a while. And then one day they just look like a pigeon and they fly away. Wow. What's in the nest? Just like bottle caps and tampons? It's sticks. Okay. You know, it's a lot of stick. There's plenty of sticks around New York. It's it's basically sticks, leaves, and uh, eggs. Interesting. I'm gonna look up newborn pigeons. Yeah, no, they're uh, they're they're gross. And then, like I said, one day they just turn into a into a beautiful. Yeah, they do look kind of gross. Yeah, they uh, look like a muppet. I'll say that. Yeah, pigeons are the only bird that can recognize themselves in a mirror. Really? Yeah. Every other bird, you put a mirror in their cage so they think they're not alone. Mm. A pigeon will know that it's themselves. <gasps> How cool is that? Also, this is a this is a really good one. Pigeons can detect cancer. I got this off from uh, XLPestServices.com. Uh, pigeons can detect cancer. Many people don't know just how smart pigeons are. They can be trained to recognize words and match art with its artists. Wow. But uh, what it perhaps is the most impactful is that they can be taught to differentiate between uh, benign and malignant growths. That's crazy. Researchers over at University of California Davis trained pigeons to identify which biopsies were benign and which were malignant. Once they were taught how to distinguish between the two, the pigeons were able to use their newfound knowledge to diagnose brand new biopsies that they had never seen before. On average, a pigeon by itself has an 85% accuracy. In a group there, accuracy has reached up to 99%. My gosh. Yeah, which is what is expected from your doctor. So if I like walk up to a group of pigeons and they're like, like to my hand, mm-hmm. I might have hand cancer? Uh, who knows? You know, maybe I would go get checked out for birds obsessed with your hand. Wow. But I think these pigeons that can detect it are trained. They're trained. Yes. Now, what do you think would win in an intellectual debate? A pigeon or... Or an octopus. Ooh, octopus all the way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I. But I do think they would, you know, become friends. I think that a pigeon is definitely smarter than a fucking seagull. 
Right. I hate seagulls. They're mean. They're yeah. just like a Coney Island they're gangster. They're good looking. You know, they're attractive birds as far as, you know, like sexiness on a bird. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm down with a seagull, you know, but as far as like intelligence and kindness, seagulls go fuck. Yeah, seagulls are mean. They're always like stealing food out of your hands and shit. Oh, yeah. Shitting all Get over a job. the place. They don't do nothing but lounge at the beach all day. Yeah. A bunch of fucking bumps. <laughs> um, also, one last uh, pigeon fact, which I bet you don't believe even after I tell you, is that pigeons are actually very clean birds and the risk of getting any disease from a pigeon is actually extremely low. You know, I would believe you because I saw a guy on YouTube who raises pigeons say that, that they're actually very clean and it's a shame that there's all these New York pigeons that are very dirty and messed up with like one leg and stuff Mm because that's a a shame. Those are just, you know, those are just hardcore dudes. Remember, we don't, you'd always see, remember the one guy at um, Washington Square Park that would just cover himself in pigeons? Yep. Yeah, that was always really cool. I love that. Um, So I I love birds, you know. It's weird. And uh, and a a special shout out to our buddy um, Kevin Barnett, the bird luger. I didn't know I liked birds until I became friends with Kevin Barnett. And now I'm obsessed with them. uh, My bathroom is full of birds. Love that. My bedroom's full of birds. Yeah, and it's like now they've, they've become like a... A sign. I know doves have always been a sign of peace, which kind of doves are just like fucking pussy ass pigeons, by the way. <laughs> and um, but it, I like doves. They were a sign of peace when Noah was on the ark. That's right. That's right. It brought him a fig. Uh, but the uh, you know I, I they they put me at peace. You know, like you said, bird watching is a very peaceful thing. Uh, the sight of birds make me happy. Love and, it. And, and to this day, like if I see a pretty bird, I take a pic- take a picture of it. And I remember my friend Kevin. So I love birds with all my heart. Um, If you're ever in the St. Louis area, go to the bird uh, sanctuary. There is a brick uh, that is a tribute to Kevin, our wonderful bird luger. Really? um, Right outside of the um, the bird show. Uh, There's a brick. So go check that out if you're ever at the bird sanctuary in St. Louis. I love that. Um, Thank you guys for listening to the brighter side of birds Two, electric cockatoo. You know what animal I don't like, Ed? I want to hear it. Lions. You don't like lions? No. Why? It's just too much. They're always eating an animal that's still vaguely alive, ass first, ass first to the mouth. Mm -hmm. And it's just too much. I think they're great. All right. Maybe we should should do an episode where you try to convince me lions are cool. I mean, I don't know how hard that's going to be. But, um, (laughs) you know, you just got to show, watch the lion king. Right. Um, but uh, it's it, it's uh, birds birds over here today. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, Instagram, you can catch us uh, Amber Smelson, Eddie Tunes, and the Brighter Side LPN on Twitter um, at Amber Smelson at Brighter Side LPN. Uh, if you are available to hang out and see an amazing show in October, uh, come on down to. LPN's Beach Blanket Bingo. That's going to be October 20th in San Diego, where you're going to see representation of all your favorite LPN shows, uh, including The Adventures of Danny and Mike, The Story Must Be Told, uh, Last Podcast on the Left, Roundtable of Gentlemen, uh, and of course, The Brighter Side. We're trying to figure out what we're going to do for that show, but it's going to be a blast. Last year at the uh, Country Jamboree at the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville was one of the 
greatest experiences of my life. Loved and, I got, it. and I got a feeling that this is going to be just like that. And it's a, just before Halloween, so expect some spooky surprises. Murderfist 20-year anniversary is going to be September 23rd, 10 p.m. at Dynasty Typewriter. You heard us talk about it earlier. Get your fucking brains and butts in those goddamn seats. Um, Brighter Side Live on Twitch um, is 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern um, every other Wednesday. Our next episode is going to be on August 16th, but Amber's going to be in Germany. <laughs> so I'm going to get a nice guest host to join me on that, and uh, I'm going to have a lot of fun, and then uh, uh, maybe a little hoop goo goo game right afterwards because we're going to start doing that. Uh, now that the LPN uh, subathon is over, we got to put our butts where we're, or how's that phrase go? Put the butts in the seats. Yeah, fuck it. Who cares? We're going to play the hoop goo goo game. <laughs> um, and that's available on twitch.tv slash last podcast network. We got Patreons. Amber, tell people about your shit. Um, Amber Smelson on Patreon. It's a way to support me as an artist. Hell yeah. And um, I'm on uh, Patreon as well. It's patreon.com slash Tunes. Um, I put private playlists up there. Uh, I also have a, uh, uh, it's the home of the Eddie Tunes to our radio hour. And also uh, you can find my stand-up clips that I, that I put up there from all over the country. Um, if you want a private playlist made for you, I make them for 50 bucks a pop. And the only reason I charge so much is because it takes me a couple hours to do it. And it's good. People use it for their weddings. It's really true. I've, I've made for kids' parties uh, to weddings to just as a Christmas gift to let someone know you love them. That's it. And it's cheaper than a DJ. That's right. That's right. That's right. I love you guys so much. And I love making, I love sharing the tunes that I listen to all the time. Um, I'm going to be performing stand up pretty soon, September 15th and 16th in Orlando, Florida. Uh, so come check that out. And also I should be opening for Jeff Ross at the New York Comedy Festival in early November. Um, you could rent or buy my uh, documentary I made about my mother called How America Killed My Mother at HowAmericaKilledMyMother.com. Uh, please check that out. It's a very personal movie that I made uh, to fucking give a screw you to the system that we have here in this country. Uh, someplace underneath, um, check that out, Amber's other podcast that she does with the great Natalie Jean. Um, it's unbelievable, very important podcast. Uh, share it with your friends and listen to it because it talks about shit that no one fucking talks about, and which is you know mostly miss, missing women. Uh, but it's very important, and you got to listen to it. Sticker giveaway going well, going strong. Uh, the you can go ahead and mail us your self-addressed stamped envelope to the Brighter Side Care of LPN, PO Box four seven zero, North Hollywood, California nine one six zero three. Um, and thank you to our editor April, Madeline, Ryan, and Maddie for everything you do for us in keeping this show alive and well taking us out today is the greatest bird song of all time it's by the trash men it's called surfing bird you fucking love it wait for the who mow mows and i'll fucking see you later be good to yourselves stay chilly if you can because it's hot out there folks i love you guys be good to yourselves
This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.